Hello, welcome to Currently Trending, Harper's Bazaar Arabia's weekly podcast. I'm Millie Midwood, the Deputy Digital Editor. And I'm Elizabeth, the Social Media Manager. In this series, we'll be interviewing some of the region's most prolific shapeshifters, chatting to the new generation of Arab women and finding out what makes the world of fashion, beauty and celebrity in the Middle East tick. Well, hello. Welcome back to episode two of season two. How exciting. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been up to? So this week I have been obsessed with Desert Island Discs. No, what what is that? So it is a radio program broadcast on BBC Radio 4. So it's a very British thing. (laughs) And it's been going actually since 1942. Wow. So that's really long. That's like, let's not try. (laughs) We're not good at maths. Let's not try. (laughs) No, so basically they have different guests come on um, each week or I think it might be daily. I'm not too sure. And they come on, they choose eight tracks um, that maybe define points in their life or that they that they want to talk about. So with eight tracks and they say, you know, this this track today I've chosen is Spice Girls, Wannabe, because at a point in my life I really needed my girlfriend and I recommend everyone to go and, wa- to go and listen to them. Who's the best guest that you've listened to? So far, Cheryl Sandberg. What did she have to say for oh, herself? It, I cried. Why? It was so emotional because she lost her husband. She talked about her friends and how her friends helped her through um, the loss of her husband. And yeah, that's what made me cry. I can't remember which song it was that she, cho- that, she that she chose, but it just was fantastic. Okay, I need to go and give these a listen. Yeah, I think Ed Sheeran's done one as well. Okay. That's next on my list. Bill Gates was really good. Yeah, I can imagine he's interesting. He told like an anecdote about when he got um, Willie Nelson Mm -hmm. to surprise his wife, I think at the wedding. Oh, wow. Okay, that's on my to-do list for next week. What have you been up to? Still kind of reeling from Fashion Week mania. Not that I went, but just everything that happened. There was a lot going on. Are you going to talk about Chanel's, or Carl Lagerfeld's last show for Chanel? I I don't think we can't. I mean, it, it was literally the the story on everyone's lips it mm. was the show that kind of finished off fashion week it was probably the most emotional show as well i mean all the models walked down the runway crying yeah um also why was kendall jenner and the hadids absent from the show the Do hadids you know? and kendall didn't walk last season either oh mm. i don't know if this is something to do with uh virginie's n- takeover maybe that's the way she's kind of steering Mm. it but i mean it wasn't totally celeb free we had penelope cruz yes who hasn't aged a day she looks sensational Mm -hmm. she's the ambassador though for sure for for chanel yeah i mean Kristen stewart's an ambassador and she was in the crowd she wasn't walking in the show that is true so we need to basically get someone from chanel (laughs) to ask them what was going on there what was going on there that's really interesting. And actually, in our March issue, which is out now, we have a beautiful piece about Carl's legacy and what he's what he's done and how he kind of came about at Chanel. I think we would need to have a whole podcast just to talk about that, his life and his work and his legacy. Well, did you know he was born in a castle outside of Austria? I knew it was Austria-Germany area, mm. but I didn't know. Because that's why they, the, ses- the setting of the show was based around, was a beautiful tribute to where he was from. Oh, okay. Yeah, and apparently had like smoke coming from the chimneys and things. I mean, it's always such a theatrical experience isn't it Mm. 
and they literally turned the Grand Palais into mm. alpine chalets and snow. A winter wonderland. Exactly. Um, well, actually, Gemma Deeks, our fashion editor, was invited to the Chanel show and she went to Paris and she was told to wear flat shoes. I was told to wear flat oh, shoes when, when I went for the Beach. spring summer collection showing um, because they had filled the whole place with sand. What was that like? I had never... Well, I mean, that was the first Chanel show I'd ever been to. And you always see what it looks like in pictures. And then to actually be there in real life and realize the magnitude of what they've done Mm -hmm. for a 20 minute show. They, you know, they literally filled the floors with sand. Yeah. In this case, it was snow. Um, And when I was there, they, they had a wave machine. I mean, the production cost as well that must go into that. Mm. Well, have you seen um, Seven Days on Netflix? No. It's the making of the, of a Chanel show. It is sensational. Okay, so I'm I've got you to you're watch giving it. me all these things to watch and listen to. Yeah, <laughs> seven days. Seven days. Go on Netflix okay. and the. Um, is it, it about this which, Chanel show? No, no, no. I can't remember which season it was. Um, but it was the Couture. I think it was the Couture season, Couture show, and it was where it was all. Um, it was a garden. Oh yeah, yeah. It, okay. The production, the time. The money, it was just magical. It was actually magical. Okay, I'll give that a watch. Yeah, I feel like I talk about Chanel forever. They're kind of the pinnacle of the fashion industry, but aren't what they? do you think is going to happen now? I don't know. I mean, Virginie's been Carl's right-hand woman for years already. Yeah. So it will be a sort of a seamless transition, mm. I think. But look at um, when Heidi went to Celine. That wasn't... Very seamless, was it? No, but Virginie's already been working on Chanel and Heidi. To go from somewhere like Saint Laurent to Celine is pretty much like going from the North Pole to the South Pole. Very true. (laughs) (laughs) But he's reined it in a bit as well. I really like this collection, you know. Yeah. I saw, um, you know, Brian Boy, the blogger. He is one. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. He's very outspoken. And to me, that was one of the most important things about being a blogger. Yeah. And um, he likened the latest collection to um early Michael Kors collections. Oh. And if you actually go and compare them, they are relatively similar. Stop. It's very 70s. Yeah, I like it. I believe sustainability right now is really high on your agenda. Why is that? So it's World Recycling Day, a week today. So what date is that? Oh, it's World Recycling Day on the 18th of March. So all the brands are kind of finally turning their heads to it, whether they're just doing it for PR coverage, Mm -hmm. whether they actually care about sustainability. To be honest with you, I don't care. Turning the tide on plastic. Exactly. Excuse the pun. Pun always intended. Plastic is not fantastic. It's absolutely not. But I just saw today that Costa Coffee are now giving you two dirhams off your coffee if you take a reusable coffee cup instead of buying their single-use plastic and paper Mm. ones. So your coffee will now be cheaper if you're taking reusable cups, which is great. I also went to a ethical beauty brand event this morning. Okay. Which had about sort of 15 different beauty and wellness brands that are all kind of championing sustainability. So Kibson's was there. I've recently become introduced to Kibson's. They're amazing. (gasps) They are so good. I'm going to be ordering something from them tomorrow. Neom 
the candle and fragrance brand they were there. So excuse my my ignorance here. Does, does this also mean talk about um, vegan beauty brands as well? Some of them, yes. I mean, some of them are more, um, they're not vegan, but they're ethically, ethically. sustainably okay. sourced or they offer like reusable bottles, packaging or refills so that you don't literally use a perfume and then throw it away mm. and go and buy another one. You literally take in an empty bottle. But vegan, vegan beauty is sort of a... Um, a, in a class of its own. Yeah. But I never realised how many products are vegan. Yeah, there's quite a few. And how many big brands, for example, Charlotte Tilbury, yes. have their main collections and they have quite a few uh, vegan mm. products as part of that. Yeah, because I actually was, do I was doing a social media post, as always, <laughs> and I was doing some research and um, Charlotte Tilbury has a plethora of products that are vegan friendly and she doesn't talk about it yeah it's just you know under the radar which are amazing because i use all the shirt tilby products pretty much now since i've been converted and um it's just nice to feel like you you almost give them back to the um environment exactly it's quite i always say it's quite a passive way sort of doing your bit for the environment as long as you know that you're buying consciously mm then really it's the brands that are doing the hard work for you. Exactly. So there's a skincare brand on my radar at the moment. They've recently launched in the UAE. They're an Australian brand. Yeah. They're called Sukin. They have this um, rose hip oil that I've been using at night and everyone on Instagram is freaking out about it. It's just, they're such an amazing skincare brand and they have a face mask as well that I've also been loving. And they're totally vegan, cruelty-free, natural. They're worth looking out for. I mean, how do you spell that? S-U-K-I-N. Sukin. Nice. Okay. I'll have, a, I'll have a gander. And whilst we're on the subject of humanitarian sort of charitable brands, there's been quite a few philanthropic moves in the fashion industry as well at the moment. Mm -hmm. So Rami Al Ali, one of our favorite couture designers based in Dubai, has just partnered with the Atassi Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization that works to empower Syrian culture and arts. And the two of them have put on an exhibition, which is on now until I think it's until the 9th or 11th of April, but you've got some time. Um, it's open in Al Sakal Avenue in Al Koz, uh, Dubai's art hub for anyone that hasn't been there. And the exhibition has put on work from Syrian f female artisans who um, basically just giving them a platform and it kind of empowers them through showcasing their work. The exhibition also has a limited edition dress from Ramial Ali's couture collection back in 2012 so they've kind of tapped into the archives for that so that's all about kind of embracing Syrian culture and and um and empowering women mm. and Rami specifically said around their collaboration that he's always been inspired by women because he creates couture dresses mm. so this is his way of kind of giving back to the female community yeah. so it's already in his brand's DNA yeah basically. exactly yeah. yeah so um kind of bringing all that together and Another brand that's sort of um, offering platforms and scholarships and championing emerging talent is LVMH. So that's a very exciting thing, especially ahead of Art Dubai. It's art season now, so, you know, the exhibitions are going to be mm. coming through thick and fast. Mm. So make sure you go and check that one out this weekend. Something that's happening this Thursday, 
which is incredibly exciting, is the Special Olympics. And that's going to be in Abu Dhabi. And is it also in Dubai? I think it might also be in Dubai. Um, but 7,500 athletes are competing. And six Emirati athletes are also competing, which is incredibly exciting. So... Another reason we're excited for the Special Olympics is because this year there are a record-breaking number of women competing. So over 2,800 female athletes will take part in the Games. That's incredible. So all these exciting female empowerment things that have been going on have all quite nicely fallen around International Women's Day. Yeah, and Women's History Month. So there's been a lot going on this month. What are some of the highlights for you? So, ahead of International Women's Day, a few key role models in society have had Barbados created in their honour. Um, side note, have you seen the documentary called Tiny Shoulders, Rethinking Barbie? No. I watched it on an Emirates flight, so if you're travelling soon, it's on there, and it's just a full documentary on the history of Barbie, bringing it right up to the modern day. And, um, and how she's evolved and what she stands for and how they had female protesters against Barbie because, you know, she portrayed what society thinks women should be, the small waist. Deemed and acceptable, yeah. Exactly. Um, and then they show it fr- like very much from the toy maker's perspective inside Barbie headquarters. And um, it's it's all run by a bunch of women as well, you know, women CEOs, women art directors. So... Even that kind of side of it is quite female empowering. Wow. Um, And they just, it's really interesting to hear their take on it. And a lot of them just say, you know, it's just a doll. Like, let's just make a doll be a doll. Why are we reading so much into it? It's just, it's just a child's plaything. Anyway, it's a really interesting documentary. So uh, go and give that a watch. I will do. We're swapping so many little tips here. Is that before they had different... They had more diverse. So it is kind of in the run up to them releasing the first curvy Barbie um, mm. and all these different types of diverse Barbies, mm. basically. So you'll see you'll see the the prototypes they create and mm. they give them to a, a test and group and yeah. Do you know what? I'm just putting it out there, Mattel, that you need to create a Barbie that has glasses and braces. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I was ugly Betty. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they'll make one after you next International Women's Day. Let's start putting the feelers out there now. Totally should. So Adwa Aboa also had a Barbie made after her, as did tennis star Naomi Osaka. So they um, they made Barbie dolls after 20 influential women. So when Adwa shared her image on Instagram... She's the founder of Girls Talk, which is a sort of, yeah, female first platform, yeah. gives a voice to all women out there. She's only 26, you know. Really? Yeah, That's she's so impressive. young. That is impressive. Mm. Um, and she sat down with Meghan Markle. I know. And the f- first former, I think it's Australian Prime Minister. Yeah. Julia Gillard. And um, Annie women. Lennox, OBE. Annie Lennox, great. Well, I actually watched Meghan Markle's um, snippet Mm-mm. video, and I was really impressed. She's looking heavily pregnant. She was very eloquent. Mm. She knew what she was talking about. She was very passionate, and she really... 
I just really believed her. Megan. She, yeah, she talked about education and how, you know, education is incredibly important for women to thrive and to not only thrive personally and within their community, but also to help the global economy, the global kind of to help the world, basically. It was very thorough. Well, Millie's not a fan of Meghan Markle. She's been in the palace for, you know, over a year now and been doing all these public appearances as a royal and she's probably had plenty of training and the royals are kind of the british royals are kind of there as a face of charity are they that's like what that's what they're all about they're all they all just sort of pioneer charities and visit different charitable initiatives that is church the princess trust so she's probably taken her thing and run with it and if it's education and women then but she's always championed women She's always been one for female empowerment. Yeah. Sorry, Millie. It's fine. That's why she walked down the aisle by herself, blah, blah, blah. Must we revisit it all? <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, I do think it's great that they got Meghan Markle to speak. I mean, she is arguably the biggest figure in mm. kind of even pop culture and, mm. what you know, any industry that you want to look at. Meghan Markle, Meghan Markle somehow there. So people are listening to her and I think it's great that they got her and that she talked and spoke out on this mm -hmm. issue. I wish she would talk about sustainability. Do you know what? Maybe she's listening to this podcast right now and thinking, do you know what? That Millie Midwood is bang on. I'm totally going to talk about plastic in the next That's time. That's great. Yeah. Because you know the reason that I think talking about sustainability and plastic is so important is because the effects that it's having is on our planet and the planet can't speak for itself mm. the only thing it can mm. do is show warning signs and I, that's what it's doing yeah. and just because it doesn't have a voice no one's listening to it you know i think it's great to champion female empowerment but you know we all have a voice as women <laughs> we do but the planet does not have a voice sorry. news flash i'm sorry millie is <laughs> news flash the world the world's in the palm of her hands right now. However, we went to Bangkok. And if we don't okay. have, if we don't <laughs> have a planet, if we let things go the same the way that they're going, we won't have a planet to be on to talk about female empowerment. And also, future generations will not will not thank us exactly. Like um, start from the core, as annoying as they are those kind of propaganda videos on facebook that show you all the mm. the effects that this is having i think they are working yeah and also have you seen um the flood by leonardo dicaprio bits oh it's fantastic mm. again you must watch that yeah he's a goodie he's he's great he's actually. a goodie as our leo he's fantastic leo into this. I was up at the Sustainable City yesterday and we were talking about how Leo always goes to visit Sustainable City when he comes to the so Middle East. What do you mean, what? He, he goes there? Yeah. He's been there twice now. Every time he visits the UAE, he goes to Sustainable City. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. Me too. <laughs> but he doesn't tell anyone that he's going, only the management and they give him like private tours of everything they're doing and what they're working on how do you not know this i have a friend that lives there and she actually wrote a complaint to the management being like as residents we should be informed when leonardo dicaprio comes to visit so that we can go and meet him <laughs> <laughs> right i think that's quite enough from us elizabeth 
next week, how about we get a guest in here so that we don't have to subject our lovely listeners to listen to us ramble on. I know, I do apologise. <laughs> but we do want to hear from you. So if you have any topics you want us to talk about, if you want to be on the podcast, slide into our DMs. Yes, we always want listeners and viewers at and us. readers of the magazine yeah. to speak to us, to email us. Yeah. We want to know what you were loving, what you weren't loving. We want to get you on here and chat to you. Yes. So give us a tag. I will put our social media handles in the description below. And the ball's in your court. <laughs> you can take it from there. <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay, sorry. That's enough from yeah. us. See you next week. Thank you again for listening. If you want to hear more from Elizabeth and I, then make sure you subscribe to this podcast as well as rate, review, and share it. And we'll see you again next week.